Uh, last night's game was interesting. Uh, maybe oh, too, boy. maybe too interesting. Uh, so it's not like watching a Ravens game where you feel like they're they're steamrolling people and just getting better every week. Are the Steelers getting better every week, or is it hard to tell? It's uh, man, I, I, you know what's crazy about this team is that after everything we've seen from them through the first six weeks. Um, it was a much more circuitous route to get there, but I feel like they've wound up exactly where I expected them to be after the first six weeks. Okay. Three and three going into the bye. It just, I, you know, admittedly, they did not arrive there the way we thought they would. All right. Uh, let's start with the running part of it. Um, I know NBC spent a lot of time talking about Harris over and over and over again about how he's changed everything, blah, 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 and he's still mm-hmm. averaging 2.8 yards a carry. Uh, I mean, where is this thing? Well, I, I think he has uh, improved individually, even if the numbers don't necessarily bear it out. Um, the offensive line has definitely taken some baby steps in the right direction um, over the last three to four weeks. It's just it's it's going to take, I think, a, a a total commitment to the run game, which to be honest, other than some moments, uh, late third quarter, early fourth quarter last night, um, it, it felt like they did have that commitment to the run game that even if it was a day where the box was going to be stacked and they knew they weren't going to do better than three and a half yards of carry, which they didn't. I think they ended up at about 3.4, at least on Harris's carry. This They did. Um, they, they stayed with it. Um, which is important because they are not going to win. Last night was an anomaly in that they are not going to win many games uh, with Ben Roethlisberger throwing the ball 40 times or more a week. It's just, it's it's not the prescription for their offense anymore. Um, So even on a week where it feels like they're, they're running through mud a little bit as as it felt like last night, they've got to stay committed to that run game. All right. Um, obviously, without Juju Smith-Schuster, who becomes a prime target in all this? Frymuth got you know targeted as a secondary guy when Ben needed him, but who do you think is the game breaker in this group? Well, I think we saw Deontay Johnson um, is going to continue to be their their number one target. He was before Juju went out, um, and he he will continue to be a guy who sees nine, ten, if not more targets per week. Um, it's still interesting to me that he and Roethlisberger, despite their time together, uh, still have uh, one, at least once a week a miscommunication. Uh, and there were there was one last night. There there was one uh, several with Chase Claypool last night. Um, it, it feels like Roethlisberger, and I know you know we're supposed to err on the side of the the veteran quarterback in those situations and say, well, yeah, he's probably the one that knows where the receiver's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. They're probably running the wrong route, but. Um, it's interesting to me that he continues to have those miscommunication issues with guys that he's worked with for a while in the case of, of Johnson and um, and Claypool. So I, I, I don't know what accounts for that, what that what, what's going on there. I mean, there are definitely times you can tell with Roethlisberger when his when his throws are off. Right. But then to also still have those issues where uh, he and the receivers are not on the same page is, is something uh, very, very strange for a veteran quarterback to have that uh, happening with guys that he's worked with for a while now. Yeah, no question. What did you think of the def- the defense last night? Geno Smith has always struggled in this league, and he struggled early in this game. But then as the game went, he got a little bit better, a little bit better. What, what do you think of the defense? Well, I, what, what I noticed anyway was that in the second half, especially that first drive of the third quarter, 
Um, Seattle ran away from Cam Hayward, mm-hmm. um, and they they doubled up on. I mean, they, they they doubled up on the other side in the other direction, and it, it worked. You know, the, the, this defense has not lived up to the expectations I think that people have for it overall here in Pittsburgh, and the expectations are, you know, this has the the capabilities when you look at the the roster being littered with first round picks, all the resources that have gone into it. Um, both trading up in drafts, trading picks, uh, trading first-round picks for guys. Uh, it hasn't lived up to those expectations on the whole. Sure, T.J. Watt, arguably the best player in football uh, when he's on, as he was last night. He was on and, last night. I don't think, to be honest with you, Chris, I don't think he's been very good till last night. And I thought last night he was terrific. Yeah, he's. he's the, I mean, they don't win that game last night without T.J. Yeah, Watt. No doubt. Um, no question. And that's why you sign a guy like him to that contract. Uh, Cam Hayward somehow at his age continues to it feels like get better see i see i think he's been the best defensive player they've had all year not Watt. he's certainly been the most consistent steve i'd agree with you in that regard absolutely you can count on cam hayward being there every single week which is which is really impressive when you think about stefan to and tyson alualu both being out uh for most of the year um but the, the problem with the defense is that you've got game breakers guys that are supposed to turn games around behind those guys in Devin Bush in the middle of the defense and Minka Fitzpatrick on the back end of the defense. And both of those guys have been disappointing, at least in in regard to expectations this year. Minka Fitzpatrick has the potential to be a guy. We saw it when he first came over here from Miami, uh, the potential to be a guy that has, it feels like one big play a week, right? One big splash play as Mike Tomlin calls them, whether it's a turnover, uh, breaking up a pass, uh, you know, whatever, forcing a fumble or scooping one up and taking it the other way. And sure, Devin Bush scooped up a football last night, almost ran the wrong direction. Yeah, yeah, um, I know about that. I, about, <laughs> I mean, that was almost a Jim Marshall moment. I'm sitting there going, you got to be kidding me. It was, which would, would oh my gosh. Um, but I mean, those those guys have to continue to to show up every single week and have a big play in them every single week. And, and they just haven't yet. And it's for a guy that they traded up 10 spots to get in Devin Bush's case and a guy who they traded a first round pick for in Micah Fitzpatrick's case, they haven't lived up to those expectations yet this year. It's interesting because I know that there was a game earlier this year where they had at least ten to 15,000 no-shows. It looked like it was pretty full last night. Has that been a concern around town that there have been more no-shows than usual at Heinz Field? You know, it was it was interesting. They, there was about 8,000, I want to say, last night. The, yeah. the number I saw was 60,000 actually attended. So okay. it's come down a little bit from early in the year. Um, but I, 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 I try to I, I try not to blame that so much on, on – the team and the way they've played uh, until we see that happen consistently throughout the year. I think there are, I think there are people that are just still wary about getting out for, you know, I agree agree with that. That's an excellent point. I agree with that. Um, And so, you know, it's, it's, it's something to keep an eye on though. You know, if, if they should take a turn for the worse again, um, uh, especially when, when the schedule gets daunting later in the year, you know, and the weather turns worse, you know, are people still showing up? Uh, when it's you know 28 degrees and 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 sleet and uh, and you know the games don't mean as much anymore. Yeah, I know. I was sitting out at my grandson's flag football game yesterday. I'm like, a, this is loyalty. <laughs> <laughs> this is love, right? <laughs> this is love. I love the little guy. All right, uh, it's hanging there. Um, all right, so the offensive line one is. 
obviously a work in progress. Does Zach Banner have the potential, not to make it great or awesome and incredible, but at least to make it a little bit better? I think, I think he does. I mean, okay. he's he's um, he's got the potential to to step in. I think and and give them a little bit more in the run game than they're currently getting. Um, although Dan Moore Jr., uh, that's been a little bit more his strength, if you want to call it that, than pass blocking, or at least it was last night. The mm-hmm. problem is it, it one guy is not going to fix it. Um, right. I was surprised that Banner got activated off of IR but then wasn't dressed and used as an extra tackle, an extra blocker last night. Um, but it, it, their problems on the offensive line are more than inserting one guy here or there. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of, of growth and maturity. And with, you know, with two rookies starting, um, it, it's a second-year guy who hasn't really, I think, blossomed quite the way we all expected him to in Kevin Dotson at left guard. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's just it, – it's going to take time for this offensive line, and even that may not be enough. You know, that's just time any any young offensive lineman needs just to, to, to feel comfortable. Well, once mm-hmm. they feel comfortable then, that's yeah. great, but they've also got to be good once they feel comfortable and live right. up to the to the expectations. Chris, what's been the opinion of Matt Canada? I mean, he can only work with what he has, but what's been the opinion of him so far? You know, I think most people have tended to err on the side of um, wondering why Ben Roethlisberger is not full, has not fully embraced the offense as much as uh, we were given signals in the preseason that he might. Um, there's the, Canada's been given a, a pretty fair benefit of the doubt to this point. Okay. Um, but then you, you see the start of last night's game, and you know who's coming up with those first ten to fifteen plays, those scripted plays. Yeah. Um, those once they got past that point, the offense they had their they they had their fair share of moments. Uh, last night where you looked at him and said, okay, maybe there's something here. But the first 10 to 15 plays, they were terrible. Which is the script. Um, which is the script. Right. And that's long been – that's been the problem here for going on two or three years now, even going back to 2019 when Roethlisberger was out. Um, those first 10 to 15 plays, and that wasn't Matt Canada certainly, but it makes you wonder, you know, it, it was a big deal here the last couple of weeks when they scored on opening drives or scored in first quarters because they hadn't done it. It's so often in the last year and a half, even when they were going 11 and 0 last year, they weren't score, scoring a lot in the first quarter or on their opening drive. So um, it, it's something to keep an eye on because I, you know, look, I don't think we're getting the full Matt Canada experience because Ben Roethlisberger can only do so much of what Matt Canada would typically yeah, ask of right. his quarterback. Um, but if he should continue, I think he's got a free pass through this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but um if the offense should continue to struggle and not show some signs of growth, um, then it's it's going to be it, it, the the benefit of the doubt won't be as strong next year for Matt Canada. All right, so the the bye week. How do you feel about the timing of the bye week? I, I think it's good in that you know they're at the very least going to catch what looks like a banged up Cleveland Browns team coming out of the bye. Yeah, Kareem yeah, Kareem so, Hunt, by the way, to the fans is out. So. Yeah, so I mean that's that that's one thing. Um, I do think it gives them an opportunity to maybe fine tune some things uh, offensively uh, if they're going to commit to the run game, find some things that work. Um, I would have probably preferred another game or two before they hit that point because it is a very early buy, and with a 39 year old quarterback, 
Um, I worry that with 11 straight games to wrap up the year, he could really start to show some some wear on the tires when we get to late December, early January, those last three or four games, which are already against stiff competition. Right. No, there's no question. I mean, that's that's going to be an issue moving forward for them along the way. <laughs> Do you feel like <laughs> it's a really odd question, but in a lot of ways this is a patchwork season? Yeah, I mean, it, it should have been the first of a, of a rebuild, if you want to call it that. Um, even if it's a, a would be considered a rebuild on the fly, um, but they they chose not to do that when they brought back Ben Roethlisberger. So it is it, patchwork is the best way to to put it. I think it's it's sort of rolling the dice and hoping that you catch lightning in a bottle going into uh, late in the season and somehow qualify for the playoffs and somehow get hot there and let the old cowboy ride off into the sunset. Right, <laughs> but I think. I think we're all we're all smart enough to know that's probably it's it's not very likely. So you end up getting um, whatever you get from Roethlisberger this year, and you would presume that's it. And he does finally walk off, but it's not into the sunset. It's uh, it's leaving behind an offense that hasn't quite found itself because it hasn't been able to run what the coordinator would like to run, and uh, a defense that's relying on one or two stars to try and keep it afloat from week to week. Chris, always great to have you with us. Thanks so much. Appreciate it very much. Oh, thank you, Steve. All right, Chris Mack. Always-